welcome to the midway point of the week. It is hump day, and this is Back to the Window with Scott and Scott. I am Scott Steen, lead handicapper at winnersandwiners.com. And I'm your co-host, Scott Reichel, senior handicapper over winnersandwiners.com. And together, we do this each and every day, 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. On uh, one of our cohorts here, Timmy Earl in the house. What's up, Tim? No, Tim does the show with his twin brother, Nick, along with Detroit Lenny every day at 5 p.m. Eastern time, game time decision. So, yeah, part of the Max Wagers Network family. It's good to be here, Scott. How'd your Wednesday go? Or your Tuesday, rather? It was going really well until the final game because the Clippers kind of kicked my ass last night. And I actually live bet a tennis play in the afternoon. That worked out well. Uh, Baseball, I didn't really take much interest in because I was so focused on basketball. Uh, the next game worked out for me. A uh, couple of props I had worked out. But then the Clippers came around. I had plus three and a half. And they basically covered 80% of the game and fell apart down the stretch. I mean, when you're up seven with about seven minutes to go and you're getting three and a half, you just need to avoid a complete implosion. And they completely imploded. Yeah. So I thought I was on the right side the entire way through, and it didn't work out. So overall, not the best of days. Yeah, I was on that. I was on that game as well. I took them uh, on an alternative money line minus four and a half at plus two thirty-five. That kissed that one goodbye. And uh, yeah, it was a uh, it was a, a brutal a brutal finish there, Scott. I, I told you I was otherwise engaged um, and didn't make it home until the last two minutes of the game. But I was surprised. Was yeah, I'll take the blame for that. Um, I was surprised at the Timberwolves' defense that held them to 104 points. That's a... Well, especially when no Towns on the floor for about half the game. Yeah. Scott Foster uh, did his thing, and uh, he, uh, he, he, tr- he tried to actually help out uh, Chris Paul. and couldn't And couldn't do it. Not even... Not, even well, not, sc- not Chris Paul, Paul George. I mean, Paul George. I told you I do, I do that all the time, so... Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, he didn't help out Chris Paul either, but... It's, it's one of those games where you really had the right side and it just didn't work out. Yep. I feel like people who had Minnesota minus three and a half felt extremely lucky to cash it. That's all I'm saying. I think if they're being honest with themselves, sure. Uh, absolutely. Greg, Greg Larson said, let's make some money today, gentlemen. I'm, I'm all about it, Scott. Um, you want to make some money today? Yeah, man. Okay, cool. Um, of course you guys want to remind everybody out there to uh, like and subscribe, make sure you, Punch that thumbs up button on the video. Subscribe to all the YouTube channels, the Max Wagers Network YouTube channel, of course, and the Winners and Winers YouTube channel. And it's not just our show and Tim Earl's show on here. Uh, I know you did you did Total Chaos last night with Allie Burns and another one of our compatriots there, um, Sean Higgs, that does Midday Money at noon. Um, you guys agreed on every pick, right? It was unfortunate because, you know, it's total chaos, but we no actually chaos. agreed on every single play. Six locks. Six locks yep. is what you got there. And, of course, then you check out Allie's regular show, Morning Wood. She does that every day, 1 p.m. Eastern, followed by Jim Williams, Chris King doing just parlays. And then 3 o'clock, of course, it's uh, yours truly and truly right over here, Ju- truly junior. And as we mentioned, 5 o'clock, it is game time decision with Nick, Tim, and Lenny. And Sean Miller here going to be doing soccer soon. I believe it's all about the money, says James S. Absolutely, uh, great Scott at jumping gigawatts. Very good, like Steele doing a little uh, Back to the Future there. I like that. Uh, J.C. Stone in the house. So um, yeah, Scott. Speaking of making money, you can do that if you uh, 
check out DraftKings because they've got a cool thing going for baseball. You bet $5 on any baseball money line, you get 200 bucks in free bet credit. Um, of course, it's uh, only available where the uh, DraftKings uh, app is available, and uh, you must be 21 in most places with 18 in a couple places. We discovered one of them was I was Wyoming. Scott, did you do some research on it to find out the other 18 state? States, uh, I thought they're on the document, but I guess they're not. So, no. Okay. All right. Big help. <laughs> and I'm calling the best color man in the business for nothing, folks. Um, My ball caught. Uh, Andrew uh, Colas uh, Edge. Sure. I'm going with that. I'm I'm going to apologize in advance for fucking up your name, Andrew. He's got Man City on the money line uh, tonight, Scott, or today. You like that play? It's a little bit tricky because, of course, it's on aggregate, and Man City was up one nothing uh, going into today's game. Uh, now, Atletico has been a pretty decent team in La Liga this season. They're usually better. Real Madrid kind of ran away with the entire domestic league. But it really depends on what Man City tries to do because we know that they're very, they're a very possessive team. We know Atletico usually plays very solid defense. They basically parked the bus in the entire first leg. And now they're going to try to open it up a little bit more. It should be an interesting matchup. I am curious if Man City is going to be content with the tie. Because that way they'll end up advancing on a draw. We'll see. Uh, for me, I don't mind it because Man City, I do think, is the much better team. You can argue Man City is now the prohibitive favorite to win the actual Champions League since Bayern Munich ended up getting upset yesterday and lost to Villarreal, which is a pretty big deal there. But for me, I'm going to go with Man City as well. I know that just started, but I do believe you will see a pretty tough matchup. But Atletico is going to have to go all out attacking at some point. And Man City should hit him on the counter. We also would have accepted, yes. Yes, I do like that play. I'm giving my, uh, I'm giving my <laughs> answers, man. We don't, I, don't talk, I don't get to talk about soccer that much. You're right. So You're I'm, right. I'm, taking, I'm making the most of the situation. Uh, showing off, trying to uh, maybe get the co-host of the Sean Miller show. Uh, potentially, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> soccer was a sport that I followed a lot more back in the day. I still keep tabs on, but you know. Back in the day, wait, you're fucking twelve. What what day, what day are you talking about? High school. I used to play FIFA all the time on the <laughs> Xbox. Sake. Back in the day, you know what? That's one of the best ways to memorize or learn all of the like players on teams. You get the video game. Yeah, well, see, you can tell because I don't play it and I don't know shit about it. So there you go. Just saying, but. I've been, I, was, I was rooting for Real yesterday. They ended up having a nice extra time win over Chelsea. So we have a brand new champion because Chelsea was out. Okay, there you go. Uh, the other bets are looking good for Andrew. He's got the Mets and he's got the over uh, in the Detroit game. So, yeah, both of those are looking good. Bruce Hayward says, can we discuss the Spurs versus Pelicans? Well, we were going to do 45 minutes on our favorite ballpark food, but all right, Bruce, I guess. Um, we might have to save that one for later, actually. <laughs> Mets have been choking late, driving me crazy as a Mets fan. Uh, yeah, that's a. Uh, the, um, it's uh, mostly the eighth inning. Yeah, yeah, that's the little bit of a problem with their with their setup, man, as it were. Uh, yep, yeah, I JC, I get it. I'm I'm more of a soccer fan than I was. My writing partner um, in Los Angeles used to play professional soccer and played good college soccer player, and he kind of. Turned me on to some of the nuances, so I went from not at all a fan to a casual fan. But uh, some of you guys have the uh, soccer knowledge that uh, I just do not possess. I just don't have the bandwidth. So. I, feel, I can imagine you watching the game just yelling out choice phrases. Like, offside trap! 
Sure. Oh, come be, on, ref. He abs- was on. Absolutely. I, I will absolutely yell shit that I have no idea what I'm talking about when, yeah. when I'm Park watching. Park the bus. Like, you're just start yelling random stuff. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That, that's yeah. totally me. Now, actually, I, I watch World Cup and I'll watch some of the Champions League. So, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not, uh, I'm not one of these soccer turn up my nose and, oh my God, there's only one that, not that. No, I get it. I, I get it. I just, I just, I only have so much bandwidth, Scott. That's all. I, I was right about my lean over the weekend. I thought Man City and Liverpool would draw. I thought it was. I thought it would be one one. Instead, it was two two. They got hosed though, because I thought Sterling's goal should have counted. Yep. But whatever is what it is. All right, very good. Hey, um, and don't forget, we're also uh, partnered up with uh, Caesars right now, and they're doing their. They call it bet insurance. It's basically a risk free bet, uh, up to eleven hundred bucks. Your first bet, you must deposit, of course, uh, I think ten bucks, uh, or more. So uh, whatever your first bet is, if you win it, congratulations, you won a bet and. A, if you lose it, congratulations. You just had it made good by Caesars. And both the promo codes, uh, by the way, the promo code for the uh, for the DraftKings specials is WAWVideo, and the link is in the uh, show description. And the Caesars promo is ATSWINS Caesar, S Z R, ATS wins Caesar, S C R. The link there is uh, present as well. So. There you go. Check out both great offers. I, I love with all the new sports, but it, it is, it is a great time to be a sports better, Scott. It really is because uh, especially in New York, there's yeah, oh, especially especially in New York, especially in the new states because there is just uh, so much, so many great offers out there. It's you, mm-hmm. and take advantage of them, guys. You got to do it. So, all right, let's uh, let's take a look and see. What happened yesterday, shall we? Um, well, I do want to ask you, by the way, what's the official rule on addressing a certain thing in baseball that you're not supposed to talk about? Is it more... Let's just say Kershaw has a flawless oh, resume so oh. far through about seven innings. Uh, yeah, so much. Uh, Kershaw, obviously a big fan of the show because we, we talked about him being washed. Uh, I didn't say he was washed. I just said he wouldn't be a one or a two anymore. Which still might be wrong, but yeah, he's he's relatively flawless through seven innings, so you might want to keep tabs on that one. All right, very good. I'm I'm guessing it's colder than shit up in Minnesota because it's like forty degrees here. So I'm guessing that same front blew through the Twin Cities. So I'm guessing it's whatever the it's weather a is. The Minnesota bats are even colder. Well, I know we've got so. some St. Louis people here, and the uh, that game was postponed. The, the Royals yep. Cardinals game was postponed. So Scott, we've got a couple of things we absolutely have to talk about. So let's do it. Let's get to the. Uh, Let's get to the action. Let's find out who took it in the shorts, who took it uh, to the bank, who's the winners, who's the whiners, who has to pull out their flip phone and uh, maybe call call the wife for a ride because you're straight at the sports book. But most importantly, you got ripped off. You got to call the cops. All right, my friend. Let's uh, let's start it off, shall we? In the NBA. We talked about it, but if you had the Clippers' first half plus one and a half against those uh, awful Timberwolves, they led by seven with 335 left in the second quarter. And in what would become a uh, a preview of the second half, uh, they puked away the second uh, part, uh, the last part of the uh, of the half. Minnesota at the end of the half on a 15-6 run. Clippers, you were up by seven. Now you're down by two. Congratulations. You had Clippers plus one and a half. Ooh, 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 so close. Yet so far away. Call the cops. And for baseball, if you had the Brewers and the Orioles over nine and a half, you had eight runs in the first three innings. So you're golden. Except you weren't. because They put up one run in the rest of the game. 
game landed ninth. And finally, hey, remember this game? How about if you had the Clippers plus three and a half? The first half and the full game by the same team. I don't know if that's ever happened on, the, on the segment, has it? I don't think so, man. Uh, it's deja vu all over again, kids. They led by seven with 7.15 left. All they got to do is close it out. Close it out, baby. Not even close it out. Just don't get killed. Just don't get killed. Well, they got killed. The Minnesota ended the game on a 23-11 run. Clippers, as you know, lost by five. Holy shit. You had the Clippers post three and a half. You had the Clippers on the money line. You had a Clippers team total over. Fuck it. Call the cops. I don't even give a damn about uh, the potential matchup on who the Clippers might play. I'm rooting for whoever wins tonight. Clippers are dead to me. I'm done. I can't. Fuck you, Clippers. You can't blow it like that. Come on. I told you, Tyron. That that was so embarrassing. I told you, Tyron Lou sucked. I can't, man. I can't. (laughs) I mean, Towns... Towns fouls out. You give up two serious runs without their best player. Really? Like, what What are you doing? Come on. You excited for Memphis and uh, Minnesota? Minnesota? You think we're going to see some points there? Well, Minnesota won the championship yesterday, right? I mean, they broke out the champagne. They had a full celebration because they made it into the bracket. Did you think they went overboard on the celebration postgame? My wife was watching that with me. She goes, I thought the playoffs. Already? She said, I thought the playoffs just started. <laughs> Like, yeah. what are they doing? Yeah, that's a... Uh, although, you know, baseball does it. I'm, I'm yeah. surprised that baseball... Every time they win a series in the playoffs, they, they fucking break out the champagne. I don't really mind it because Minnesota... I was, I was just teasing. Minnesota's been through a lot in every sport for the last, I don't know, 100 years? Yeah. Or no, pretty much ever since Kirby Puckett. So they haven't really had much uh, to cheer about. It was a good win for them. One of the most important games in franchise history. Tells you a lot about the Timberwolves. But would, would either they, way... Would they have been there with Flop? Uh, with Flop Saunders, no. They, they would have been way, way down in the standings. But for uh, Finch is a good coach, you know. I yep. mean, he gambled and let Town stay in the game. He picked up his fourth. But for me, I think I think Memphis is going to kill them. I think they might win a game. But Memphis has the scoring and the depth. And the Clippers offensively, really not that great. Is it Was that your takeaway? Because Paul George did really well. Uh, Reggie Jackson was awful down the stretch, but he was pretty good for, for I'd say, half the game. And Norman Powell was good. That's basically it, right? Yeah. That's... I mean, Memphis has, what, like seven, eight guys that can get you a bucket on any given possession? Yeah, that's really who we talked about. And unfortunately, that was the only guys that were good at all. So, I, For me, Minnesota, Towns, I don't want to say got exposed yesterday, but he kind of did because he's still extremely soft. He's afraid of contact. He yells to the refs all the time. But besides Russell, Edwards, and Towns, do they really have anybody else offensively? They throw in Beasley a little bit. That's kind of it, right? Yeah, I and mean, Beasley seems pretty inconsistent. That's so. what I'm saying. So I just don't think that Minnesota has enough scoring depth to match up against Memphis. I'm not picking a sweep. I think Minnesota will win one game at home. But I got Memphis in five. All right. I, I I don't see a way that Minnesota competes with them day in and day out. Um, I think they'll win one. I'll they, give them game three. I think that's really the only question is whether they win one or two. So. Yeah, but I think I think Memphis, assuming Jaw is healthy, they should really steamroll. Quick reminder, uh, all the folks listening at home, we thought Minnesota was going to get steamrolled last night. So they were on the, They were on the pace to get steamrolled. And then oh, they had a couple of runs oh, there. Oh, then and then they expanded the games to 48 minutes instead of 40. They did, yeah. 
I mean, Clippers were up ten with like nine to go. You uh, felt decent about your shot. God, you were you were just embarrassing. I'm, I'm sorry, I was on the same side as you. You, you got to fucking move on, dude. It happens. Come on. I can't man. Can't. Over Macho Grande. Ty I I flipped on Ty Lue just to flip right back. I know. Man. I know. It's not right. All right, buddy. There was some good news yesterday. Maybe you had one of these games. Doesn't sound like it. <laughs> um, nice, easy victories. No 25-11 runs. No ninth inning heroics. Nobody stopping scoring after the third inning. No, just nice, easy wins. Just sit your ass down and enjoy the rocking chair. By the way, separate note, they pulled Kershaw. Mid-perfect game. Oof. Duh. At 80 pitches. 80 pitches? They pulled him. Oof. I don't know if there's ever been a combined perfect game, but I think you gotta let him. You gotta let him try it, right? Um, I mean, unless he in, year, unless he has to with eighty pitches. I in, mean, come on. Unless he has to come out. I mean, you know, you're eighty through seven, so you're you're not even throwing twelve. So you go twenty four. You you can bring it in for hundred and five or less. Fuck yeah. Just let him see how quickly he gets through the eighth. I think you try. Yes, I agree. All right. Whatever. Anyway, back to the rocking chair. If you had the A's and the Rays over eight and a half, you had eight runs in the first two innings. And the game landed 17. By the way, congratulations, rest of America that has that Minnesota Twins Dodgers game. I have the Braves and Nationals. I couldn't fucking be happier. Like They don't even let me watch the Minnesota Twins because I guess they're in our division on the free game of the, of the week. Of the day. MLB really has a disastrous cable blackout plan situation going on. It's I could, really, really bad. I couldn't hate them more. And then yeah, that com bad. combined with trying to fight ballets to get them on fucking streaming for the Royals, it's fucking brutal. Mm -hmm. All right, Scott, if you had the Giants on the money line against the Padres, they led six zip after the first inning. No shenanigans. They just fucking put their foot on their throat and said, take that, you bastards. They win 13-2. to two. And the last one, if you had the Mets and the Phillies under... Eight and a half. You had one run in the first seven innings combined, and then and the game and the game ended two to nothing. Oh, okay, yeah, they held on this time. <laughs> they loaded the bases. They hit a double, loaded them up again. Grand slam, boom! Bob, your uncle, tear that fucking ticket up. No, I'm sorry, wrong. No, nope, just just two nothing. That was it. <laughs> okay, I promise we would talk about this. We absolutely are going to. <laughs> sometimes we have to stretch to kind of award these, and sometimes it's just so obvious we can't help it. Uh, I want everybody to guess right now. You don't have to put a say it out loud. Just guess in your mind. Guess in your mind who's wearing the golden feed bag today. Scott, it's hump day. It better be good. Who's the donkey of the day? Somebody has often suggested it sounds like the donkey is being violated. I, I don't necessarily discount that possibility. <laughs> We didn't ask the origins of the actual. No, uh, no, we effect. no, we did not. So Scott, you happened to be watching the Timberwolves Clippers game last night, and I missed this. I like I told you guys I went to the Santana concert, and it was excellent, by the way, of course. But I didn't get to see this in real time. But there was a young lady, perhaps a Minnesota Timberwolves fan. I'm guessing more just uh, a fan of being in a place with a lot of people and TV cameras. Her name's Alicia Santurio. She glued her hand to the court, Scott, during the play-in game. And I'm not quite saying it's the uh, up to the conspiracy level of the lights going out in the Niners' Super Bowl, but the Clippers kind of came... Can I say it, Scott? Can I say they came unglued after that happened? 
I feel like the one thing Minnesota was missing during the entire game was another glue guy on the roster. She put, I saw a picture yeah. on Twitter. You could see her fucking handprint with the, where the, the super glue, the crazy glue, whatever, where she put it on the court. And the part that annoyed me the most though is Minnesota went on a run right after the glue thing happened. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It's a conspiracy. Now, we talked a little bit about this, Scott. Do you know why she was upset? Do you know the point she was trying to make? Uh, killing small animals. She Farm was animals. chickens. Something? She's upset because Glenn Taylor, by the way, Glenn Taylor, majority owner of the Timberwolves, apparently uh, kills chickens and uh, using VSD. Now, I did a dive on this because that's the kind of respect I have for you as an audience. You guys want the facts. You want to know what's going on. I'm here to tell you. Uh, VSD is apparently an automatic chicken door closing system that you can run via remote or manually. I don't know how it kills chickens. Uh, I immediately thought of it because it was like a, they said like a chicken flap. So you could, sometimes the flap would be open. Sometimes it'd be closed. I just getting like a trap door underneath. That's what the chickens just fall through. See, that's I'm getting some kind of vibe of the guys, the farmer just fucking with them. Like his friends over, like, watch this. The chickens are streaming out the door. All of a sudden, he goes, he hits the off switch. The door just stays shut. You've got a hundred fucking chickens just mm-hmm. running right into the door. He just turns to his, he just turns to A Rod. Watch this. This right. is going to be hilarious. Feathers, feathers yeah. flying, squawking to beat the band. A fucking chicken pile that continues to grow. So it was something environmentally, <laughs> you know, with chickens or whatever. You know, I, and the, the, she felt like it was worth, you know, making a statement. I'm sure the owner was happy about it because she paid about 500 bucks to get in. <laughs> the they they generously referred to her as an animal rights activist. So is that what we're calling it nowadays? Yeah, that's okay. what they're calling it nowadays. All right, I'm dying to see comments. Um, we needed a banana peel sound in that game. Yes, uh, I'm thinking of a fired chicken sandwich. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, oh, JC Stone, the chicken deep dives, great entertainment. We, dude, it was right there. Um, the only thing missing was during the commercial break, as that was happening, just brand new Popeye sandwich. Like you just needed one oh, commercial ah, just to segue into it. It was just right there for the take. At Hardee's, we're changing the game with the brand new chicken sandwich. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so entertaining night all the way around. Uh, uh, Rogue Strummer maybe related to nice. Joe, uh, said the cl- banjo as a profile picture. Oh, does he? Oh, nice. I'm in. So perhaps he's, uh, uh, related to, uh, F- uh flat and Scruggs, Earl Scruggs, probably best banjo player of all time. In my opinion, anyway, my, uh, my uninformed banjo opinion, uh, Clippers got outscored and outplayed or outcoached and outplayed into a story. Uh, hard to argue with that. Scott? Down the stretch, definitely true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, Finch had the disastrous move of keeping Towns in with three fouls in the first half. I don't know how you let Towns pick up a fourth. But, yeah, I mean, the game was there for the taking. It was basically over. Towns fouls out. And Lou didn't really do anything offensively. It was a bunch of crappy jump shots. Oh, was Lou out there playing? No, but I'm saying based on play calling, you figure, you know, you're missing your starting center – the other thing's missing their center. Maybe you go to the rim. You have Scott Foster calling fouls in every play. Maybe you should go to the basket. Maybe. You know? Yeah. That's too crazy? No, no, no. 
You think it would you bring that on Lou though? Do you think Lou had him in the in the huddle and said, Okay, whatever you do, don't go inside, but make sure you take a bunch of contested jump shots and well, try it to miss it. It seemed like they were really trying to force Paul George to carry them to the finish line, which just resulted in a bunch of ISO fadeaway jumpers. Run some plays, set some screens, get downhill, go to the basket. That's how you got a 10-point lead in the first place. Is there a sport you couldn't coach? Me? Yeah, you you, I don't know, you, I don't you know have advice in every sport. You pick a coach and you're, you're like, you fucking tell them how to do their job. I still like Ty Lue. I just think he had a bad game. Okay. All right. But when it comes to coaching, I think I'd be okay. I'm not, I don't know enough about the X's and O's, but I think just based on actual overall themes on what teams should be doing or how they should be taking advantage of situations, I do think I'm quite perceptive. My opinion. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, you don't, nobody has an opinion like, Oh, this is my opinion. I'm usually fucking pretty stupid about my opinions, though. So take that with a grain of salt. I mean, nobody says Just that. Saying. Okay. Uh, thanks, JC. Um, if, yeah, if Hardy's if Hardy's needs anybody, or, or Arby's guys, we've got the meats. That's a terrible read, but yeah, we could I could do that. Um, okay, so let's um, let's talk about these two basketball games tonight, Skeets. I know we've got to play on one of them. Um, Bruce wanted to talk about the San Antonio New Orleans games. We're going to talk about that game. A little bit later, do you have any feelings on, let's say, randomly say the total? Well, the total was randomly my play of the day. Okay. So I got the under. Okay. I got it at 226 and a half. It's now at 224. So I beat a pretty decent line move there. It's a matter, I mean, everything we thought about, just even conceptually, playoff basketball, the classic cliche. You expect the refs to swallow their whistles more, you expect a slower pace. And both playing games went under yesterday. So I'm expecting more under money. The regular season meetings, three of the four had uh, below this total. I think it's too high. I still like the under. You? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm with you as well. I, of, all the, of, all the over, of all the games, I will say this, of all the games, this is the total I would be most tempted by to play the over. I still think it goes under, but they would, it, it would be um, with, this, with the New Orleans defense, uh, I'm, I'm actually not a believer in either one of these defenses to play a great defense on a consistent basis. That's fair. But, I'm just expecting New Orleans to ranks 21st in pace to try to slow the game down. A I still, bit. I still lean under. I still lean under. But of all, of all three, of all four games, this is the one I would be. I would most likely over. Um, I think the one that scared me the most was Atlanta, and Atlanta's total is interesting because it's really, really high. I mean, three of the four meetings went under in the regular season, but. At the end of the day, you're looking at Trey Young and LaMelo, and we know Charlotte and Atlanta are both awful defensively. So that's why it's kind of a situation where even though the total is high, that's the one that scared me the most. I still like the under okay. in that game. I think it's too high, but that's the one game that gave me a bit of pause because Atlanta and Charlotte might just start to track me to nobody's going to stop. There you go. Um, yeah, Bruce, 4-1, four, four, top six. Mm, one out, nobody on for the Mets as they bat. So, uh, uh, The other game tonight, Scott, is the Charlotte-Atlanta game. Um, I've got a contrarian play on this as my play of the day, and uh, that number's getting a little friendlier. What's your thoughts on the uh, on the side on this one? Uh, I'm sorry, can you just repeat the game? Um, the, 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 game? the Kansas City-Oakland game? Yeah, the Hawks, the, the Hawks game. Yeah. Okay. Um, I feel like this line's where it should be because Atlanta was so bad during the regular season on the road, but really, really good at home. 
And Charlotte's been kind of even at home and on the road. Of course, Gordon Hayward's still out. They tied the season series at two apiece. So these games have been pretty close. I I really didn't have much of a thought on it, to be honest. I mean, Atlanta's been awful against the number this season. They're 28 and 34 ATS. They are good at home, though. They're they're decent at home. Everybody keeps saying that, and it's they're only good straight up at home. It's, it's they're not great ATF. Right. It's only because they suck so badly on the road does everybody go. Well, they're good at home. They're twenty two and eighteen against the against the number at home. And the one that really scared me, Scott, as far as Atlanta goes, is they suck against good teams. Fifteen and twenty six against teams with a winning record. Yeah, for me. I, I, I really find it hard to thread the needle because I think Atlanta's going to win the game. So I guess blindly I'm leading Atlanta. There's no chance I'm taking this, the actual spread. Okay. I have no interest. But I will tell you right now, whichever team wins this game tonight, I'm picking to be Cleveland. Okay. That's solid. Um, I don't think Cleveland's very good. Nope. 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 I think that's, I think that's a solid prediction. Yeah. I uh, This Charlotte team... They're going to have to be able to shoot a little bit from three-point land because the two games they lost, they shot 11 and 25% from downtown. You can't fucking... Talking to you, Rozier. You can't Make fu- your shots. You can't fucking have that. So you've got to have them shoot 30% or better, maybe even 32% or better. And I think that, I think they're live, not just for the win, but the, not just for the cover, but the win too. Yeah, Mervilia, they do favor the home teams. That's why I guess I'm leaning Atlanta, but I'm not going to play the side. But I really think that Atlanta and Charlotte match up quite well against Cleveland. Now, of course, it doesn't matter for the sake of this game because, you know, you're focusing on the game after. Cleveland will be favored uh, for that game at home, probably by, what do you think, two? Uh, two I was going to say two and a half or three, yep. I mean, besides Garland and Mobley and a little bit of Kevin Love, do they really have much? Like, I, I I don't, I think Cleveland's at least a year or two away from doing anything meaningful Sexton getting hurt definitely was an issue. Yep. And Levert, I didn't like the trade when it happened. And he sucked last night. I mean, of course, that's one game, but Levert really has not been that good with Cleveland. You? Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm totally with you. I, I think both of these teams are superior to Cleveland as they, as they stand right now. I wanted to get back to this game just for a second because not having John Collins, I think, is a huge deal for Atlanta. Um, I think it is, but he hasn't played for like a month. So I understand, they're they're experienced without him. I understand that. And the one game they played without him this season, they lost by 10 to Charlotte. Yeah. So, you know, they should have a massive rebounding edge, mm-hmm. but for some reason they haven't. And in two of the first three games, Charlotte out-rebounded, and that was with Collins. And then they pushed on the last game. They each had 43 rebounds, but like I said, Charlotte won by 10. So um, that bothers me because that would that's the one place they should be able to take advantage of him and not having – you know, a guy that puts up eight and a half boards, nine boards a night, like in Collins, yeah. you know, even though he's, been I think if I was going to play this game for Atlanta, I would just take Trey young 30 plus and Atlanta money line. Because I think if Atlanta's going to win this game, Trey's going to have to have a huge night. Now there is a chance it could be from assists and maybe not points, which has been tricky because Trey's been so good at both this season. But if Atlanta's going to win and potentially cover, especially cover, they're not winning by six or more unless Trey goes off, right? I agree. Yeah. So I, I would parlay the two and maybe get some extra plus value on it. Yep. You can you can absolutely do that. Uh, Bruce Hayward says the Nets and Celtics going to be epic. I'm surprised Boston didn't pass a new COVID law yesterday that uh, everybody inside the arena on the court has to be vaccinated. Be a move. <laughs> very. But... It's a very very specific law. 
Uh, and it's, it's, it only runs for two weeks. <laughs> well, I thought about putting this for Ozmakers were drunk because there was an interesting development right after the Nets beat the Cavaliers yesterday. The Nets opened up at around minus 130 in the series at some books. I saw DraftKings at 145, which is just insane. Right. So the Celtics were underdogs at home for the entire series. And shockingly, money poured in People on Boston. People pounded Boston, right? And now Boston's around minus 110, minus 115, whatever. So oddsmakers were drunk a little bit because they took an avalanche of Celtics money. So I don't really know why the Nets opened up that highly. I find it kind of weird. Um, maybe they think the Nets are, they wanted to hold that position. Well, Time Lord might come back mid-series, which is also going to be important to mention, but as a Nets fan, I think they'll hang around. I don't think they're going to get killed. I got Boston in either six or seven. Well, they really need uh, Katie and Kyrie to go nuts basically every game. And I think Boston just has more depth. Yeah, I agree. Um, it, it does. They don't. They don't necessarily have to run their offense through one guy. And I mean, and they one, play defense. one and a half. And they play. And they play defense. Uh, this Nets team, and plus they've got the problem again. They haven't covered at home. They we talked about it yesterday, and you know they certainly could have covered. They could have covered. They couldn't have covered the nine and a half. I mean that that number seemed, but eight seemed in reach. But they couldn't. They couldn't get home again. So, um. It'll be a do you have a do you even have a home field a home court advantage for the Nets there? Yeah, I, I assume you do because you're still gonna have a full crowd. Of course, anytime you get Boston out of the Garden because the Garden is such a big home court advantage, I do think it matters. But I'm assuming Boston's eventually gonna wear down Brooklyn if they even neutralize or limit Katie or Kyrie. So let's just say Katie goes for forty, and nobody else on the team scores more than twenty. They're going to get killed, right? Yeah. So I I can't go with the Nets, and I'm rooting for the Nets. And, of course, I think they need Ben Simmons to come back at some point if they want any shot to run. Is he in shape yet? He's been working out. That's that's the thing. I don't know when he would come back. I'm not going to bank on it. If Simmons was healthy to start this series, I would take the Nets. But he's not, so I'm going to take Brooklyn. I mean, I'm going to take Boston. Okay. All right, very good. Yeah, I'm, I have to. I have to, uh, I have to go with the team that has more depth. I just, yeah. um, you should. You, you can somehow limit those guys if you can limit KD and and Kyrie. I mean, what do you think if they can if they can hold them to thirty or less? Those two guys, do they win? I think they got a good chance to. Now you can make the argument. Well, what if the Nets limit Tatum or Brown? And the counter argument there is. Who the hell is going to guard either of those guys in the Nets? Because they don't have many great defensive players. Yep. Which is why I think Simmons is so important. Because he is that perimeter defender they need. Yeah, they're obviously... Uh, they, they, didn't, they didn't get him for his offensive prowess. Uh, no. All right, very good. Um, just looking at... Uh, Mirabilia, I don't know about that. I see the Nets players talking to Simmons... I'm not going to read into all the emotional stuff of are they fans of him? Are they not? Media outlets for different sides have different arguments. It's like politics. You don't really know what the hell's going on. Did you watch but him? Did you me, watch him on the bench when you went the other night? Uh, did I watch him? Yeah. I mean, I saw him uh, yesterday as well on TV. He's talking to like teammates. He's getting up. He's cheering, whatever. But 
I'm not going to read much into do they like him or not. I mean, does it matter? He's under contract for five, six years. Like, he's going to be there for a while, get used to him. Like, whatever. If he's ready to play, he's ready to play. If not, then whatever. I mean, I don't think the teammates are going to avoid passing him the ball. Like, no, they're going to wait for him to come back, and if he comes back and he's ready to help contribute, they'll accept him with open arms. They're trying to win a title. I don't think they're that petty. You? Yeah. Um. I, no, I, I, I agree. Um, you don't, well, first of all, you don't know what the locker room's like and you don't know how he's That's the point. The point is that, nobody knows. That's what I'm trying to say. Well, somebody, you know, you somebody knows, it. but no, no, nobody on Twitter or nobody that's a yeah, sports. Yeah, you can try to read body language and some Twitter sources or outlets are going to tell you they don't like him. Some say they will like him. You're not going to know anything. Yep. Wait for him to get on the court and see how the chemistry goes. You know, you know how they're going to like him if he does his fucking job. I was going to say if they win. Yeah. If they win, they'll accept. That's right. That's exactly right. Um, Bruce talking about Doncic's, uh, his injury. Scott, how do you feel I about that? I triple-double, so I'm, I'm on Jason Kidd's side here because he tried to get me paid, and Doncic got injured, so that was rough. From, from, a, from a coaching standpoint, was that the right move? No, of course not. Okay. Uh, see, the situation that Dallas had was that they were going to advance to the three-seed if Golden State lost to New Orleans. And New Orleans, McCollum on Twitter announced which i loved by the way don't put me in any of your parlays i'm only playing five minutes and i'm done (laughs) mccullum said that on twitter of course you know not verbatim i'm kind of paraphrasing but that's exactly that's that's the same gist of what he said so dallas knew that new orleans wasn't going to care and golden state opened up a double digit lead in the second half so dallas at that point was playing for nothing they really shouldn't have been playing Dantage at the end once golden state blew the game open right yeah. So made, yes, Jason Kidd screwed it up. Made no sense. Made no sense. I just wanted to get. I just wanted to give you an opportunity to rant against another coach and telling you, tell us how much better you've done the job. See, Jason Kidd, I did witness as a player, one of my favorite players of all time as a Nets fan, but I also saw him as a coach. Did I think he was a good coach? I thought he was fine. You know, he did a great job this year with Dallas. So props to him there. But he really butchered the ending of that. Now, of course, the counter argument is, well, you can't predict when a player is going to get injured or when whatever. But what's the point? You're not playing for anything once Golden State blew the game open against New Orleans. Well, that's like saying, well, you can't predict when your car is going to get totaled. You know, sometimes it sits in front of your house. Sometimes you're out driving around on the highway. Sometimes you're on the railroad track. I mean, that's like... Sometimes it just happens. Right. I mean, that's like saying, well, you know, you never know when the guy's going to get injured. Well, you know when he's not going to get injured, most likely sitting on the fucking bench. That's That's when he's not going to get injured. So that's just, you know, that's just stupid. Um... It was a fluky injury, but still, he shouldn't have been on the court. Again, this fluky injuries, you know, where they don't happen when you're sitting in your goddamn chair. Right. At the, Especially uh, in the last game of the season. Right. <laughs> right. That's, uh, okay. All right. I think that series, though, I have to approach from a game-by-game basis, right? Because I, I can't imagine how I'm supposed to lay roughly 200 with Utah, because I hate that damn team, or you potentially wait and when Doncic comes back, maybe you take an in-series play. But I am going to ask you, do you think Dallas can even give Utah a bit of a run without Doncic? And by run, I mean win one or two games. You don't believe in Spencer Dinwiddie? I like Dinwiddie. I like Brunson. But that once again, Utah does have Donovan Mitchell, who now is easily the best player in the entire series. You can argue Gobert, whether you like him or not, is the second best player yep. in the series right now. So Utah definitely has more talent. 
Now, am I going to once again say that Utah is going to sweep them or anything without Doncic? No. I think Dallas can win a game or two. They're going to try to tread water. You win as many games as possible, and if you are desperate, Doncic will come back. Here's my prediction. He's not 70% for any of those games. If not he, at all. If he plays, he 70% will be his absolute ceiling somewhere late in the series. I, I think. think if they lose game one, Doncic is playing game two. Whether he should or not, it's a separate story. Yep, agreed. Agreed. Um, Jazz and six talking about the talking talking about the. Uh, um, I don't like ser- the Jazz. But that's Dallas. the only way you can play this series, right? If you're going to play it, I think uh, minus one and a half games, and you just hope that they go down two nothing without Doncic, and you're up two nothing. Yeah, yeah, and it's like because Dallas has Dallas has the, the early games at home. Correct. So, so those so are the you games. You're lo- looking at a potential sweep if you take both games on the road. That's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. If you 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 got the two games most likely to not see Doncic play, and then you go down two, you go down o two, or you know maybe you sneak one out and go down one one, and then you go and then you have to go play in Utah. So, I think I'm going to look at it from a game by game basis. I might just blindly take the under in some of these games because without Doncic, I I don't know what the hell they're going to do. Where they're going to be scoring? Where's the exactly right? Uh, Milwaukee and Chicago. Somebody was talking about they're all over Milwaukee. You and I talked about Bloodbath. that. Uh, you and I talked about that on Monday. As far as the odds go, Milwaukee plus 750 last time I checked. Is that still? You, you mean uh, Chicago? I mean Chicago. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So, oh, Milwaukee minus two and a half games is what? Like minus 200, minus 210? Uh, that's the last I saw. Yeah, right, right around. That's what I'm saying. So Chicago to win a game might be worthy of a parade because they got absolutely bodied in the regular season. Yeah. Like Milwaukee took him behind the woodshed. And yeah. without Lonzo coming back, the defense sucks. They are what, two and twenty-two against top six teams in the league? Yeah, that's we we've talked about that before. We've even taken advantage of it on some on some farms. Is this I think Milwaukee wins in a bloodbath. Bulls team just doesn't beat good teams. They just don't do it. I'm not sure if they will spare the women and children, but they will definitely murder the entire team. It's gonna it's gonna be marauding. Gonna be fucking marauding people. That's what Pillage. we're saying. That's what I'm yeah, saying. They'll, they'll Milwaukee be, by pillage. It will be pillage. All right, my friend. Well, we're uh anything else you want to talk about? Uh not really. Uh I'm trying to think of anything else to talk about. You got some hockey, but the truth is just back just back the teams that are actually playing for something. That usually bodes well. Money lines are huge, but the Kings got there yesterday. They are playing for something. They ended up beating the Blackhawks. Right. So my advice at this point, just play the just back the teams that actually care about the games. You know, I don't think that's a hot take, but of course that's my main hockey breakdown right now. No, it's kind of it. I mean, we got one game that we're saving. A lot of baseball games this afternoon, so there's really not much to talk about. Do you have anything you want to talk about? Because I feel like we are kind of just waiting on one game. Any any uh, any baseball games have your attention tonight? Uh, Robbie Ray goes again for the Mariners against Keuchel. Oh, that uh, one's tricky because the White Sox are so good against lefties, but I like the under in the game. Seattle can't hit. Yep. Yep, that is, I don't know why. Does seem to be a problem. Uh, Corbin Burns looking to get right against the Orioles and John Means. Uh, <laughs> Montas, we'll see how he is. Good outing. I'm kind of annoyed though. I like Tampa run line yesterday. They won, but in extras. Yeah. So that was unfortunate. They scored nine runs and they couldn't cover the run line, which is a pain in the ass. But I mean, Oakland's offense has done well in the trop. So maybe an over if you want to expect both teams to play well offensively. Maybe. Okay. Uh, Bruce said he needs he needs one baseball game tonight, buddy. One baseball oh, game. God. Okay, let me look. Uh, I got to see what's 
what isn't going on, what hasn't gone on yet. Uh, I mean, I think it would either be the under in the Brewers game or the under in the Mariners game. I mean, you could go under in the Yankees game, but Berrios and Cole struggled in their first starts. Cole was better late, but Berrios has an ERA north of 100. So I kind of want to wait and see how good Berrios looks. But you have Robbie Ray, who's been good. The Mariners can't hit. I would probably just go with the under for the Mariners or first five under. I think you'll see a lower scoring game. There. I like I like Brewers Baltimore. If you got to play an under, I like Brewers Baltimore better. Okay. I think you can go either way. Um, yeah. What's the total in that Brewers game? Eight. Eight. Yeah. Okay. I think I think Burns bounces back and Means is about the only decent pitcher Baltimore has. So. Oh, uh, by the way, also a reason why I do like the under. I think I'll pivot and agree with you. The Brewers are disastrous against left-handed pitching. Yep. They are awful. Yep, we've talked about We've talked about that before. So yeah, we, hopefully some of this stuff you guys it'll get ingrained in your head um about how the teams hit against uh left-handers, right-handers, et cetera, et cetera. But if you want if you want a fun stat though, the Brewers have faced off against Justin Steele and Bruce Zimmerman, both lefties. They have scored a combined zero runs against not, those two starters. Not good. Zero. Not good. They can't. They cannot hit lefties. So yes, I do like the first five under in that game. Yeah, they've scored less than three runs per game, and that. Yeah. Uh, not as I mentioned the lefties against lefties. Yep. Goose Even worse. Not good. Not good. All right, buddy. Well, let's take a look. And uh, the last thing we have to do here, as we uh, as we roll, uh, one in four Marlins have scored more runs than the Mariners. That's a great stat. Yep. Seventeen seventy-seven. Very nice. All right, Scott. Um, it is time. It is hump day. It's time to put on your hump day overalls. Get your straw hat out. Climb aboard that John Deere. Pull out your lucky keychain and get ready, kids. It's time once again to bet the farm. <laughs> All right, there it is. I don't know. Afternoon. I don't know why. Neither one of us rock these hats very well. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't think I have it curved enough. I think I need to like, I need to like bend it a little bit. You look, you look like you want to be on. Uh, what was that Sydney Poitier movie, uh, Lilies of the Field, or whatever, where they're all out working in the sun all the time? That's, that's gorillas it. in the mist. Huh? Gorillas in the mist? Not what? <laughs> no, no, geez. no. I have no idea. You got your Jane Goodall hat rocking, very nice. Mm-hmm. All right, Scott. I know we had a bet the farm play for yesterday. How did it go? So we actually won something in that Clippers Timberwolves game. We had Patrick Beverly under ten and a half points, and he went under. Cue the banjos. <laughs> That's a little something for a rogue picker there. That's a little 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 banjo for you. All right, Scott. We do have one for today. What is it going to be? Uh, so for this one, we're going to go to the one game we didn't talk about between the Spurs and the Pelicans. We're going to take the road team. We're going to take the points with the Spurs at minus 110 on FanDuel, plus 5.5. Uh, San Antonio did well in the regular season. Won three of the four regular season meetings outright. Plus, San Antonio, very good against the number on the road this season. The Spurs are 24-16-1, ATS on the highway. And if you want some trends, San Antonio owns this team. The Spurs are 7-0, ATS, in the last seven meetings in New Orleans. 
and the Spurs are 8-1 and one ATS in the last nine meetings overall. On top of that, San Antonio is finally healthy again because its best player, DeJounte Murray, is back from illness, averaging over 21 points per game, over eight rebounds per game, and over nine assists per game. San Antonio got its best player back, and they've dominated the irregular season series. That's enough for me to get five and a half, and they got a good shot to win the game. All right, very good. I feel the same way. I like, I'm like. i I'm on both dogs tonight. I know you weren't as committal about the other one, but we definitely both like this one. It's the Spurs plus five and a half. Pops, you can't count out. Pops, come on. All right, there you go. That's going to do it for Bet the Farm. That's going to do it for the Wednesday show. As always, we appreciate you guys stopping by. We especially appreciate all the comments and suggestions and jokes and picks and everything else that goes on in the comment section. Uh, we have no hope of getting to it all, but uh, we see most of them, and it's some uh, some funny shit out there and some good, valuable information. So you guys are the best. Take it easy. Have a great day. We'll be back and uh, wind this uh, ship up again tomorrow, Scott, 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. Once again, Scott and I will be here to do our very best to help you in your journey to head back to the window. Take care, everybody. We'll see you then.